Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, certainly happy Easter, everybody. We join literally two billion people around the world that celebrates the resurrection of Jesus. And if we were to go back several thousand years, the early church, uh, the way that the Easter greeting went, rather than Happy Easter, it was a person would stand up in front and uh, simply proclaim, he is risen. And then the response that came back was, he's risen indeed. So I thought, hey, want to give it a try? So, um, um, hey, everybody, he's risen. He's risen indeed. That is a fantastic response to an amazing truth that we uh, are able to share in together today. I've got a couple of questions that I want to give to you. Um, you can take these. You've got an Easter gather later. You can use them there. I think you'll find them fun and interesting or use them a little bit later this week. First question to share is this or to ask. What is the most expensive gift that you have ever been given? Most expensive gift that you have ever received? Um, a friend of mine knew that I really enjoyed hunting and I was given a very expensive shotgun. I mean, this shotgun is so good, you have to work to miss with it. Guarantee you, I mean, when I bring it out, there's admiration and people are like, hey, can I use that? Can I try that as well? A little bit more expensive, at one time, um, I was given a car. Now, not the junker car. How many got a junker car at one time in your life? Yeah, like, okay, not the most expensive. This car was a very nice car. It's even more expensive than the shotgun. If I were to top that, I would have to say um, it would be, I have been given an inheritance. Now, that's definitely a bittersweet gift to receive. But what about you? What's the most expensive gift that you have received? Maybe it's a piece of jewelry. Maybe for you, um, you're given a trip and able to go on that. Maybe some of you have been given you know, a home, been given a house that way. Second question. What is the most valuable gift you've ever been given? Hmm, right, like most expensive, most valuable. Valuable gift that I've been given. I've been given the gift of trust. I've been given the gift of love. I've been given the gift of friendship. Full disclosure, if I take these and put them next to the most expensive gift I've received, Actually, these are way more precious than they make these pale, even though there's some expensive things that have been given there. Now, how about you? What is the most valuable? I told you, these make for fascinating conversations, won't they? Every one of us here, everyone who's joining online around the world, have at least been offered, if you haven't received yet, but we've been offered one of the most expensive, valuable gifts that we possibly can be. And it would be this, that which I'm calling Jesus' gift of forgiveness. And we're just gonna start to open this up this week and for the next four weeks. We'll do a series. We're gonna talk about what is the gift of forgiveness. And here's what I'll promise you. I promise you that this is going to be one of the most practical things that we've ever talked about. We are going to use it regularly for the rest of our lives. That's practical, right? It's life-giving. And I also think that this is going to be found to be 
an essential gift as well. And the reason I say that, um, the title of what we're doing with this series is Future. And the realization that there is no future without forgiveness. You can just kind of tuck that away a little bit as well. Because I want something for you. Not something from you, but something for you. I want you to be in full possession of this and all that it can bring with you. I'm gonna ask, you know, just flat out, like, hey, just come on back, join with us, whether you're online, if you get back in person again, so that you can be in full possession of this gift of forgiveness that Jesus wants for us. Next week, for example, we are gonna open up with a story of Jesus that is one of the most unforgettable stories ever told. In fact, guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will not forget this story for the rest of your life. So join us, invite a friend, because we can all use this together, and we'll look forward to um, just a real special time that way. Now, if you wonder, why is forgiveness considered a gift? Like, why do you call that a gift? Why is it the gift of forgiveness? In part because forgiveness is going to be found to be an act of mercy, and it's going to be an act of grace. In other words, here's the gift part. When you talk about mercy, mercy is the gift of not getting what you deserve. Grace, on the other hand, is a gift of receiving that which you don't deserve, you can't earn for yourself. You think about that. Mercy is a gift of not getting what I deserve, but grace is getting what I don't deserve. And one of the most significant things that I'll be able to share, and if there's one thing to write down this weekend, it would be this one thing. And that is that Jesus is the source for forgiveness. Now, I didn't just say that Jesus is the source of God's forgiveness. Jesus is literally the source of forgiveness. Jesus, one of the ways that he revolutionized the world, turned the world upside down, was by bringing to the world forgiveness. Let me explain. There is no other world religion that proposes or values forgiveness. If you were to go back into Jesus' day and for the centuries of history before Jesus up into his time, Forgiveness was not something that was valued by culture. In fact, it was just the opposite. Forgiveness was something that was shunned. It was looked down on and it was made fun of. See, forgiveness was a sign of weakness. Forgiveness was a sign of foolishness. If somebody hurt you or wounded you or offended you, well, you didn't get even, you got ahead, right? You held on to the offenses of others. In fact, they would do it for generations, which is where the whole term feud goes on. Or you have these clan wars that go on and you go like, why, you know, why, what the heck is going on here? And it all goes back to generations before somebody offended somebody and they just got hold of it. Even in science, the natural world, when you think about evolution, you think about naturalism, there is no forgiveness in that. With the ancient gods, there was no forgiveness at all. And then comes Jesus. And Jesus not only teaches forgiveness, but he actually makes it possible, becomes the source of it. We come to the cross. So, of course, 
Easter today, Jesus' resurrection, because he was crucified. And when Jesus was on the cross, he made seven statements. The first one, probably the most familiar, most of us may have heard this at some time in our life. First statement that Jesus made once he had been crucified and on the cross, he said this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was the very first thing that Jesus said upon the cross. Now, I know some are wondering, like, well, what are the other things he said upon the cross? And rather than you having to Google it now I am talking, let me just, you know, put them up here uh, real quickly. The second thing Jesus um, was going to say on the cross was to a murderer, to a thief that was beside him. He said these words, today you will be with me in paradise. As his mother Mary um, was there, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to John, the apostle that was standing next to her, he made the, the statement, here is your mother. Jesus on the cross, in the fullness, with the wrath of God that was upon him, cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said these words, I thirst, showing the full humanity that he had at that point, and then he came to these. It is finished, and finally, Father, into your hands I now commit my spirit. Now, if you're to lay them all out together, you see you got these bookends. He starts out with his father, and he ends with father, and everything in between is what it took to be able to make this gift of forgiveness available and possible for us today. But of all those statements Jesus makes, all seven, there's only one that he repeated. He repeated over and over again. And you may have guessed that it is, yes, the very first one. Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Which was revealing what was in Jesus' heart. His desire that there would be forgiveness that was extended. And his prayer that there would be forgiveness that is received for all of those that he was paying a price that nobody else is gonna be able to pay. Most expensive gift, most valuable gift that Jesus gives. Now, if you happen to have with you a Bible today, I'm gonna to ask you just to um, grab it and open it with me. Many of you may have a Bible app on your phone. If you don't, you can scan the QR code and get one. Um, pretty handy to have, actually. But if you open up your Bible app, I'm gonna ask you to go to 1 Corinthians 15 with me. And the significance of it today would be this, that 1 Corinthians 15, one of the longest chapters in the Bible, 57 verses, every single one of them is about the resurrection of Jesus. And so you can read a little bit more and some of the things you should be going like, what? Shut up. I didn't even know that was in there. But in verse three, what we get is the most concise stating of the gospel. So if anybody ever asks you like, what's the gospel? What's the good news? You could simply repeat this. Verse three, that Christ, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and here's Easter, and that he was raised the third day according to the scripture. So that's, that's the good news, that's the gospel. Now if you wonder, maybe talking a little bit later, and like, hey, forgiveness is really significant, but why are we talking about forgiveness on Easter? If you were to scan down just a little bit in verse 17, there is this back and forth that's going on here. And the Apostle Paul then just kind of chides or makes a statement, he says, if Christ has not been raised, number one, your faith is futile. In other words, your faith is worthless if Jesus isn't risen. Just give it up. But then he goes on to say this. 
and you are still in your sins. In other words, if there is no Easter, there is no forgiveness. If Jesus didn't make forgiveness available for us, then forgiveness is just gonna be something made up. In fact, forgiveness begins to evaporate at that point. So two Easter takeaways, you could say, are these. You know, kind of like, what's the Easter bottom line? Bottom line is this. One, fact. Jesus died on the cross. That is 100% fact of history. You can be agnostic. You can be, you know, atheist that's um, a historian. But if you're a historian, you just go like, well, that, that is a fact. There is no disputing. Jesus died on the cross. And it's followed up by this. Then there is over overwhelming evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. That's how the gift came about. But why? Why forgiveness? Why is the gift so important? And I thought maybe I could paint a picture, to mental picture, to be able to use this picture. So I'm gonna show you, this is the most expensive painting in the world. It's called Salvatore Mundi. It was painted by Leonardo da Vinci. 2017, it went on auction. They were thinking that this painting might go for $100 million. And it was actually quadruple that. This painting by da Vinci, Savior of the World, it went for... $450 million. One painting, almost a half a billion dollars. Now imagine for a moment that you are the owner of this expensive and valuable painting. But somebody breaks in and they vandalize it. They take mustard and just squirt it all over the painting. They take mud and throw it up against it. And then to make matters worse, they take poop and smear it all over this painting of yours. Ruin it. And then you come in and you look at what was once a treasure and now soiled, ruined. What are you going to do? Are you just going to go like, this is, a, this is the ultimate oh crap moment? And just go like, done. Get it out of here. I'm through with that. Probably not, right? What you're gonna do is you're gonna go through the painstaking process of restoration to try to restore what has been ruined to an original condition. Now here's forgiveness. The scripture tells us that if we will come to God, if we will confess our sins, he, God the Father, he is faithful and just to forgive us and Look at this next word, purify us from all unrighteousness. So the word purify means to restore to an original state of being. In other words, it was used religiously. If you had a holy object and something happened to it and it was desecrated, it's no longer holy. To purify it means you brought it back to the state of holiness again. I think you're gonna make the forgiveness connection right here. Our need of forgiveness takes place when we allow sin into our life, and it makes a mess of our soul. You could say, we are the vandals of our own soul. If we think about every time, I'll think about me. If I think about every time that I knew this is what God wants me to do, but I chose not to do it. 
And there are things that I knew God said, don't do. And I'm like, I'm doing it because I want what I want. Every time that I was not getting what I want and I reacted against the person, I hurt, I cheated, I wounded them and offended them. Every time that we feed our own addictions, it's like we are vandalizing our own soul. That's our condition. People are like, well, how does God look at that? He says this, here's the trouble. The trouble is that our sin cuts us off from God. So sin not only damages me, but then it cuts me off from God. And ultimately, it brings death. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. It's talking about physical death, but it's talking about spiritual death as well. Which is why when we find ourselves like, that's me. That's why the gift of forgiveness becomes as valuable as what it is. I need mercy. In other words, I need for God not to give me what I deserve because if I got what I deserved, it will not end well for me. I need grace. In other words, I want from God what I can never purchase, what I can never earn on my own. Life, forgiveness, hope, again. That's why Jesus offers us this gift today. And if I were to ask you, have you personally received Jesus Christ as your Savior, hence received Jesus' gift of forgiveness to you? There are times in our life that we might just go like, uh, that's nice, but I really don't need it. Because when we look at ourselves, we're like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really not that bad a person. I'm not a sinner. Don't need it. Another reason that we will push away for that gift is almost like the opposite extreme. When we go like, ah, I can't, I'm too bad. There are things that I've done I can't forgive myself for. There are things in my life I know that God could never forgive me for, so I, I can't. And then of course there's everything and we got all these other conditions in between there. But this is something that Jesus would say, that I want for you. And if you haven't received it, I hope that you will this very weekend. Many times I'll have friends that are joining me and you know, they're, it's like, there's just a big gap between them and God right now. Or in fact, they would say, I'm agnostic, I'm atheist. And if that's you today, like again, we're just really glad that you're with us. So to you, with, as well as my other friends, I just wanna ask you, would you be willing to do this? I mean, just knowing that there's a value in forgiveness, would you be willing to join me for the rest of this month and pray this prayer. I know it's a crack up, right? An atheist is praying, you know, like, but would you just join me in this simple prayer? God, if you're real, would you make yourself real to me? That's all I'm asking of you. Simple prayer. And quite honestly, can it hurt? I mean, if there is no God, all you've done is you've just exercised a little bit of air. But if he's there, if he's real, just watch to see if he makes himself real to you. Why would he do that? It would be because you matter to him. Because Jesus said, with everything that I've done to put into this gift for you, 
He said, I'm big enough to make myself real in your life. Now some, you, you just may be in that, like, I'm trying to figure this thing out. I had somebody talk to me um, last service afterwards. They're like, I just, I'm looking for God. I'm trying to find God. Can you help me? One of the things that I hope would be a big help to you would be starting point. Week from Wednesday, not this Wednesday, week from Wednesday. Starting point is a gathering in which we just invite people to come together to discover faith. Hence starting, right? Um, you don't have to have any answers. You can just come with your questions and it's a really safe place to be. If you're interested a little bit more in starting point, scan the QR code and please join us for it. To start that journey or to take the next step in your journey to be able to discover how could I receive this gift? Jesus' gift of forgiveness, first and foremost, is so that we can be forgiven. But there's more. You see, this gift, we're just starting to open, has another gift in it. And not only does Jesus want you to have the gift of forgiveness, but he also wants you to have the gift of forgiveness. This gift of forgiveness for what you need in your life. This gift of forgiveness is the gift of forgiving. And just consider with me for a minute how much we need these. If you were to go back one year, so 12 months, in the last 12 months, how often have you needed to be forgiven? So if we were just saying, the last 12 months, have you sinned once? How many times would you need Jesus' gift of forgiveness? But then in the last 12 months as well, how many times have you been sinned against? How many times have you been hurt? And you hold, are you holding on to that? How many times have you needed to forgive? That's the value. Because there is no future without forgiveness. And there is no future without forgiveness. And as we begin to realize, so that's why Jesus went to the cross. That's the joy in Easter. This, the most expensive, the most valuable gift, and I'm being offered. I thought, if it's in your heart, we should just thank God for that. A very simple prayer. And the prayer is this, you'll see it on the, on the screen. But Jesus, we praise and thank you for the gift of forgiveness. And if that's in your heart today, would you just join me in this prayer? Everybody together, if it's in your heart. Here we go. Jesus, we praise and thank you for the gift of forgiveness and there's so much more if your desire is to receive Jesus a prayer that you might pray is one that would go like this Jesus I come to you the one who offers me forgiveness and made it possible by your death and resurrection I'm asking for grace and mercy and I'm surrendering myself to you as my Lord and Savior to receive Jesus gift of forgiveness it is simple. It is life-changing. And if you want to do that, then join in this prayer. Would you join me with bowed heads? Thank you, Jesus, again for forgiveness, 
for all that you wanna do in our lives. And you can see it already, and I can almost see you leaning forward right now, Jesus saying, this is what I want. This is what I went to the cross for. This is the power of the resurrection. They, these that I love so much and care for, this is what I want for them. And for those that are just ready right now, Jesus, you've been working in their lives and just this is the moment. And they're saying, today, Jesus, I wanna receive you as my personal Lord and as my Savior. <laughs> I need your forgiveness. But I also am looking to you for life and so much more. And so that's what I'm asking you for now, Jesus. I receive you today as Lord. If that's your prayer, to trust Jesus as Savior, I wanna ask you right now, would you just lift up a hand? Just wherever you're at saying, God, today's the day that I'm trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. Yeah, I mean, they're like everywhere. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Jesus. May this grace be something that just flows out from us. And I pray that every person that's opening themselves to you today will mark this day as a day of opening and receiving your gift, Lord, that be begun and continued to change their life. Thank you. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,